Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 billion years from now, but right now to live that life that you love doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's about living a life of freedom, about living a life of purpose and impact. Because as you are blessed financially, as a rippler, you create a ripple effect to the lives of your family, your community, and across the world. And guys, that is my vision for you guys, is to create that prosperity through you. Thank you for allowing me to teach you and to share my thoughts and to give you all the the good, the bad, and the ugly that would help you guys be able to create more wealth today. So as a quick reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. And by the way, go subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. Check that out as well if you're not already doing so. Hey guys, quick shout out to our sponsor, American Homeowner Preservation. Hey guys, if you want to make a great rate of return with little money out of pocket, even as little as a hundred bucks and do it while helping other people as well, check these guys out. The website's fundingahp.com. The way they do it is they crowdfund money, people's money together to go and help essentially become the bank. They buy people's mortgages that are defaulting, people that are late on their mortgages. They help them refinance, stay in their home, and or sell their home so that they can be in a better financial position. And the cool thing is, is that they pay awesome returns and they pay it monthly. And like I said, you can invest with as little as 100 bucks. So check them out. Websites, fundingahp.com. That's F-U-N-D-I-N-G-A-H-P.com. Check them out. Hey, guys. So I was on Facebook. Uh, this is a few weeks back. And there was a guy that was coming out talking about spenders and savers. And he started saying, he's like, man, like everybody's a spender. People are blowing money left and right. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Like us few savers. It was kind of like this elitist thing. It was like he was speaking right out of the Dave Ramsey playbook. There's so few of us that are saving and those are the ones that are going to be okay, not the rest of everybody else because I'm saving my 401k. I'm saving. I'm paying off my debt. I'm doing everything I need to do, um, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, he's talking about how there's so many spenders out there today. Now, I'll tell you guys, like from my experience, I know there's still skewed perspectives based on what you experience, what you're looking to see. There's that observer bias that it's just like in science. Are there particles or waves? The scientists that believed in particles saw particles when they looked at their you know, electron microscope. With the others, they saw waves. Well, which was it? Well, it was based on whatever people believed it to be or thought they were seeing is what they would see. So I get it from my perspective. I'm not seeing the entire population. But I will say that I've seen a pretty wide array, a wide array of people over the last 20 years. I mean, I started out as a financial advisor that was basically like a broke financial advisor working with young college kids or people that didn't have a lot of money. I was on that side. I grew up on that side even. I grew up with some poverty in my life. I've seen the other side. I've seen people very affluent, people more like the situation like I'm in now, you know, or they have a lot of cash and money. I've seen all sides of the spectrum. And I'll tell you, there are spenders and savers in both sides. But I'll tell you this, is that from my experience, it's not the majority of people that are spenders. It's, it's fascinating because when I hear like the Dave Ramsey show and stuff, right? When you hear his show, 
he makes it sound like there's only those few people those savers people that don't do it but most of the country is all about debt and debt is dumb you hear that stuff all the time so i thought you know what i know my experience has been it's been closer to like a 45 to 50 percent split on both sides and then I'd say in the middle, when I talk about that third perspective, is a steward perspective. Steward is the blend of the spender and the saver in one, where they're actually wise. They're looking to create more. This is what I'm trying to teach you guys to be, is to be a steward, not a spender, and not a saver. Now, I'll tell you, like to give you the quick difference, spenders, obviously, we know what they do. It's easy come, easy go. They tend to blow the money. Well, savers, they tend to be the ones that fall in this category. They think they're elite. And just so you know, I've been on both of these spectrums. I tend to lean more towards the saver side myself. But on the saver side, it's more like you hate spending money. Uh, even when you do spend it, you think you're a spender, but in truth, you're really a saver. You hate debt. You don't want to have more debt. You hate owing people money. You want to save, but you can never save enough. So understand that both a spender and a saver live a life of lack and scarcity and fear. Neither can become financially free. But the steward says, how can I make the best use of the resources I have? How can I get the best return? So, and I know that's a very small percentage. I would definitely say like more like 5% of the population might fall in this category. This is what we're trying to teach you to be at a different level because almost all of financial advice, first off, they shun and they ridicule the spenders, but they glorify the savers. But the savers don't become free ever. They never experience that real, true financial freedom like I've talked about in previous podcasts. Not just financial independence, but financial freedom where they feel free. They don't experience that, guys. Dave Ramsey fans do not become financially free, period. Not if they follow Dave Ramsey stuff to the letter. Now, if they go off and start going to the steward stuff, which is away from what Dave Ramsey teaches, great. And so I said, you know, I'm going to look up. I want to look up statistics. Instead of me feeling like having this feeling like there's a more of a 50-50 split between spenders and savers, that they're really about an equal group, I wanted to see what the behavior really was. So I looked it up because I wonder if most Americans are spenders. So here's what I found out. I started looking up some articles. I know I don't go for like the tiny little obscure articles. I look for like MSNBC, CNNs. I mean, now obviously I'm not saying for politics either the greatest place to go, but they tend to usually try to bring up more factual stuff with at least financial numbers and things like that. I tend to have the bigger surveys and whatnot. Well, here's what I found out. You know, based on statistics that they've done, 54% of people contribute to their 401ks. Now, I will tell you from my experience that spenders really don't, don't save money in 401ks. Now, they might put a little bit. It's possible, but it's not a very big percentage. Most spenders would rather just have that money now and use it, right? And especially the spenders that are getting ridiculed. And so 54% are contributing to a 401k. I find that fascinating because understand that those of us talking right here right now, I don't contribute to a 401k. Am I a spender? No. I actually hate 401ks. And I know many of you do too. Many of my clients, we get them out of 401ks and stop saving those kind of things. There's many business owners that would rather invest in their businesses than their 401ks. Doesn't mean that they're not a saver. They just might keep savings held in cash. Many people don't trust the stock market. So when you find that 54% of those eligible to contribute in the 401ks contribute more than half. And by the way, they were the perspective of this article was more people should be saving in their 401ks, right? More people should be putting money there. So they're saying only 54% of Americans. But in my mind, like, no, 54% of Americans means that they're actually people saving into their 401ks. They're putting money in. It's not just employer contributions. This is people putting their own money into it. 
This doesn't count those that are just putting money into savings or they're buying real estate or they're doing other things with their money. So guys, right here, just based on that alone, you'd say, actually, maybe the majority of people are actually savers. Even though there's a lot of spenders and they get all the attention, what if there's a small majority, not a lot, but if there's a small majority of people that are actually savers? What if the Dave Ramsey fans are actually part of the majority? And by the way, how are the majority doing? How are these 401k savers doing? Are they become financially free? The answer is absolutely not. And there's other podcasts I've done. We're talking about what the average amount is in those 401ks. So we can already tell you cannot become financially free off that. Here's the other thing too. And I did, can't remember if I did podcasts on this or not, but I have done some inflation presentations for a few groups talking about what's going on with inflation or possible deflation. So I looked up other statistics I had done for that research because deflation, there is a threat of deflation because people aren't blowing money. <laughs> you know, understand that when they give you stimulus money and stuff, they want you to spend it on consumer goods to, you know, to get it in local businesses, get the money spent. But here's what I found out is that stimulus money has been mostly spent on responsible things. You know, like I said, like I might end up doing a more specific one just on that piece alone. But here's what I found out is that a bunch of people have been stashing their money into stimulus. And you can look this up too. You can Google the same stuff I found. I was looking at particularly from February to March during that period of time when the stimulus money came out, they asked people, they pulled people, what did they do with their money? Majority of people either paid off debt or saved it. The, the bigger chunk also went to paying down rent, paying for utilities. By the way, like I have met savers that are so much in the saver mentality. They think that paying their house payment or paying for utilities makes them a spender because they spent money. <laughs> That's how you know somebody's a uber saver. If they think that spending money on responsible things you know, real responsible things, not just blowing money on stuff, but actual lifestyle, like living, having to survive, paying for food. If that's considered irresponsible, if that's considered them being spenders, I don't know what a saver is. And by the way, food was another big one. So food, utilities, rent, savings, paying off debt were the big five. Those are the biggest ones. There was down the list, down when you got down around like 10% of people, there's a little bit of things like spending on retail items, consumer goods, electronics, computers, and things like that. But it was like 10 to 15%. That's it, guys. So consider this. If somebody's a spender and they're given extra money from the government and it's considered quote-unquote free money, wouldn't they just blow it? I mean, it's not their money. It's not their hard money. They can spend on their normal stuff. Why would they spend it on responsible items? Guys, understand. I really truly believe, and, and let's see, what else do we have here? Okay. Yeah. I just have what this is. Here's what I think. I want to go more conservative than even what those numbers said with the stimulus money. Cause I know from my experience, uh, even with couples, married couples, often it's one spender, one saver. It's very common to see that together. Occasionally I get two savers together. That's very common. Very rarely. I don't think I've ever very rarely. There have been a very few rare cases where I've seen two spenders live together, but it's so rare, so rare to ever see that. But more likely than not, it's two, it's one and one one-on-one or two savers together. They're, they're living together. When you really look at their belief system and their habits, they're not really spenders, you know, majority or not. I would say conservatively, 60% are savers. 30, yeah, I'd say maybe like 35% are spenders. And the other 5% are those stewards, like I mentioned. So it's like a 60, 35, five split. Again, my original premise was, it was more like a 47, 47, six. But in, in truth, I mean, when you're looking at habits of people right now, now I know when there's plenty of money 
it can be diluted, right? We can see these things shift and change. Some people spend more, spend less. Uh, I had somebody bring up the argument that said, yeah, but when things are going bad, you see less people saving. And I thought about that because I'm like, that's a good point. There are less people saving when things are bad, when money gets tight. But here's the thing. It's not about just what you're doing with it. It's the attitude behind it. Many times when things get tight, especially if people get laid off, a saver can get laid off and not be spending money, right? Or not be able to save any money because they don't have extra money to do it. Or maybe their pay got cut and they can't save. They would if they could, but they can't. And so they're just trying to do whatever they can. So, you know, even with that argument, I would say, no, again, when things are tight, it's hard to tell because even savers can, can look like not, they're not savers at all. Uh, when things are pretty common, you know, average, then yeah, you might be able to get a better feel. When things are abundant, there's money everywhere. I think it's easier to be a spender. So when there's abundance of money, when there's thing, money being thrown around right now, you would think that would encourage the habit of spending. But again, if people are actually doing the opposite, does that really mean, I mean, you're giving people cocaine. You know, if you give a heroin addict heroin, they're going to smoke it. You know, they're going to they're gonna consume it. They're going to use it. Same thing here. If you give somebody money and they're like the spender and they, they love it, they're going to blow it. They had their chance for these last several stimulus packages. They've had their chance, but yet people still spend on rent. They still spend on utilities, food. They'll often put it in savings to build that up. And maybe it's saving for a house or something like that. It could be saving for a car. It could be all kinds of things. And they're paying off debt. Um, I know that when my wife with some of the people that she had worked with, some of them had debts and they were very tight financially. And they've been now paying off those debts and saying, okay, those $6,000 or $8,000 credit cards are gone. Now I got this cash. What do we do with it? And they might buy stuff. And some of them do because some of them are natural spenders. But a lot of them are just like, cool, I did it. Now what? You know, I'm just going to keep in savings or what? So my point is this, guys, that we're taught by everybody that the world is a bunch of frivolous spenders. But you need to be frugal, cheap, scarce, fear-mongering savers. That's the wise thing to do. Think about all the financial advice out there is always about save everything, spend nothing, save it forever, save it for the long haul, take high risk to create high returns or take low risk, to create no returns. That's the typical thing. They're always giving the same stuff. Go put it in the stock market, bury it in there, tuck it away, ignore it, don't even look at it, just put it away. Is it possible that the financial companies have been winning? Maybe they've already won the battle. Maybe they've already switched it. Maybe there were a higher percentage of spenders. But maybe with enough brainwashing over the last several decades, especially now that financial advisors have come on the scene in the last 40, 50 years in more of, in greater abundance, maybe that might be the reason why people are actually leaning more towards what they've been telling you to do. That the smart thing to do, the smart thing, right, is just save it. Save it, pay off your debt. It's evil, it's bad. Now, if people have been obeying this advice, should we be seeing a lot more financially free people? The truth is, no, we're not. We're not seeing it at all, are we? That's my point, guys. And so really two points. One is savers are more prevalent than you think. You're actually part of the majority if you're a saver. Congratulations. It doesn't matter. The minority is what I want you to become, is become the steward, to do things differently, to completely reject a lot of what you've been taught from that saver mentality. Paying off your debt may not be the best thing for you, depending on the type of debt you have. Some of it might be best. Some of it might not. Saving money. Where do you save money? If you're told to save it in mutual funds and, and the stock market, and that's the place to be, guys, there's a whole nother world better than that. A whole nother world. 
And that's the world we're talking about here. That's what we're talking about on the show here. So if you're tuning in, great. You guys don't, do not want to be, you obviously don't want to be broke like the spenders. You don't want to be trapped like the saviors. You want to be free like the stewards. Guys, that is what the show is about. That's the ripple effect I'm trying to create through you. Guys, keep binging on this stuff. Keep learning. Keep sharing. Create powerful conversations with the people around you because as you start to bring people with you, you'll start to realize that you, as your group elevates, right? Just like they say that you're the average of the five people you associate the most with. Elevate each other. Share with each other. Do something different. Think different and therefore live differently than the rest of this world. Guys, I hope you make a wonderful and prosperous week. And see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.